gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Fine, I can hear you now, Dimitri. Clear and plain and coming through fine. I'm coming through fine too, eh? Good, then. Well, then, as you say, we're both coming through fine. Good. Well, it's good that you're fine and, and I'm fine. I agree with you. It's great to be fine. It's, it's a podcast. podcast. Hello and welcome to Fighting in the War Room, episode 32, the review segment for Friday, July 25th, 2014. Today we're joined by a special guest, Allison Wilmore. You are you are the film critic for BuzzFeed. Is there a more specific title I can give? That's my title. That's a really good title. You get to, uh, you know, write just about movies, unlike most of us who are out there writing about Lord High Critic of BuzzFeed. Do you get to ignore Comic-Con entirely as a result of this position? Uh, well, we do have other people who are based in L.A. who are there right now. But so, you yes, personally get to I can sit back and pretend it's not even happening. I hope you're having the best I don't know if the time. movies that come out this weekend really allow you to ignore the fact that Comic-Con exists. <laughs> I feel like they're born of Comic-Con well, somehow. I, think, I know The Rock is at Comic-Con, and we're, we'll be talking about Hercules later on. But uh, specifically, <laughs> we've brought you here to talk about Lucy, the uh, Luc Besson movie. The first movie Luc Besson has directed... First live action movie he's directed in like 10 years almost. I mean, he's been making the Arthur and the Invisibles franchise and he's been producing all these Pierre Morel movies. I and... don't know if that is true. I think he Oh no, directed... he made that Robert De Niro movie that yeah, I Yeah, he saw. just did The, the Family, family. Yeah, which, which was a miserable miserable experience. He directed some sort of uh Oh, he directed The Lady that uh biopic. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. And he did this like action movie with this lady, The Extraordinary Adventures of Adele Blanc-Sec. I'm not even sure that came out in America. Wow. So Luc Besson has had his influence on a lot of action movies we've <laughs> seen, but we have not seen Luc Besson make an action movie in quite a while. And I've heard multiple people calling Lucy his best movie since The Fifth Element, which sounds like huge praise until you realize what he's actually been making in the meantime. Or that The Fifth Element is not actually that good. And but I'm, that doesn't mean and it's I'm not his as... best movie since The Fifth Element. Okay, that's true. If it, it's, everything's relative. I, I just want to say I've offended a lot of people out there by saying The Fifth Element is not a good movie. And I'm realizing you're going to come after me on Twitter. But I think eight-year-old me thought Fifth Element was awesome. And now I'm just like... I don't think The Fifth Element was out when you were eight years old. Really? Yeah, it came out in 1997. Okay, well, the inner eight-year-old, <laughs> in however old I was when it came out. Yeah, like, uh, you're much, much younger than I ever thought. It was just cool looking. That patch is just 15 years old. It was cool looking, but it didn't have a lot going on in the drama department. Well, that might be an interesting segue into Lucy, which is being advertised as this kind of taken version of a Scarlett Johansson movie where she's running around and she's trying to get revenge and the people who have turned into a drug mule against her will and that drug then poisoned her system and gets her superpowers. Um, but I think we'll all agree and maybe get into this a little bit later that it's a much odder movie than it's being advertised, which I think is what makes it really fun. Uh, David Ehrlich, who is not on this podcast with us, but is here in spirit, had described it as Luc Besson's Tree of Life, which I found stunningly accurate in both that it implies that it has big ambitions and you know impressive visual effects and includes dinosaurs, and that it's Luc Besson's version, which is kind of nutty and shallow and you know not exactly as well thought through as you'd want it to be. Um, and I liked that combination a lot. I thought I liked how weird it was that it was 88 minutes long I thought Scarlett Johansson did a good job of basically playing a superpowered robot which not a lot of other people would be that good at and which she's done <laughs> twice in under well in various forms in Under the Skin and Her she's had an interesting trajectory lately um, so Allison did that combo of big ideas and Luc Besson craziness work for you too? Yeah it did I thought you know this is an incredibly silly movie but it was a good time and I think that there's something about how it just reaches for huge ideas that it can't 
possibly actually, you know, handle. There's something very charming about that. Like, it starts at the dawn of man. (laughs) With Lucy, the the cave woman. The first woman, which I don't really think she was the first woman. She's just the first woman we found. I don't think that's the beginning of the science you want to combat in (laughs) Lucy. I've seen a lot of people going after Lucy already with the the ten percent using ten percent of your brain myth and being very offended by this <laughs> archaic science uh, that we should not be teaching young people uh, that 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 is true and I'm just like can we get past that none yeah. of this is true it's absurd it's absurd pseudoscience yeah I think you know it's also a continuation of this the fighting like waif-like female character who can like kick ass that has been in a lot of Luc Besson films mm-hmm. from La Femme Nikita to The Fifth Elements and, you know, The Professional. Uh, and I think there's something interesting about how Lucy becomes, starts off basically there and then goes way beyond that into more metaphysical territory. Yeah, it really kind of, it makes that tradition Almost abruptly, and especially if you've been seeing the ads, you don't necessarily expect it. And I think it's got a lot to recommend it. Other than that, I think for a while, you know, a while you meet her as this kind of naive student in Taipei, and then she gets turned into a drug mule, and it's kind of like what happens to Maggie Grace and Taken, and then she goes on the run, and there's some fun action scenes. There's a great, what I think is a pretty great car chase in Paris. And then when it gets weird and metaphysical, it's almost like you admire it more for really going there. You know, he made this movie independently of the American studio system. Luc Besson has all this power to make a weird movie. And I like that he gets to go totally bananas, even when his ideas make almost no sense. I totally disagree. <laughs> You're so visibly <laughs> horrified. I'm like, my jaw is dropping right now. Um, do I admire him reaching for the, these ideas? No, because it's poetic mumbo jumbo. I mean, there's this scene where... So, so Scarlett Johansson's Lucy has this drug in her, and it, and it, what happens is she's a mule, and it, and, and uh, like this guy can trying to contain her. I don't know why they imprison her because they put the drugs in her to force her to go to like Berlin or something. Yeah, and it's drop unclear these drugs why off. she winds up in that. And prison. yet they still put her in prison, waiting. I I thought they were holding her until they were going to put her on the flight. Well, they're holding they her, her but away. there's no reason to hold her because they they opened her uh, abdomen, put the drugs in, and told her if she deviated from her her course that they would kill her whole family. I think that's Yeah, but enough. you don't want someone wandering around Taipei <laughs> trying to fix things that's before they flight. She's supposed to go you know? on the plane right away. What is, is the ticket three days from now? What's wrong you know, with these all people? The, all the other guys are going off to Europe. Who this knows where cart- she was headed? Your air travel is complicated. This cartel is not planning ahead. Anyway, when... This guy beats the crap out of her in prison. The drugs open up, and they expose her, and then she starts, like, flying around in the air because, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's having an immediate effect that is... It's like is, a possession She's movie. transcending human nature of some sort. But um, later, she her brain is just escalating uh, in, in smarts, in its ability to perceive... Uh, all reality as as a series of of molecules that she can manipulate, but she, it also causes her to start just like babbling like a fifth grader's poetry or something. She she calls like her what? mom. She calls her mom, and it's like she's high on mushrooms, and she's talking about like remembering when her the taste of her mother's breast milk. And I'm like, shut up! What is this movie about? This, I like this. This is scene. all just like gobbledygook dialogue. Um, that's that's reaching for something poetic something tree of life like mm-hmm. and it's and it's um it's filling space more than it's being interesting or commenting on metaphysical 
I don't, I don't know, philosophy, reality. What, what is this movie actually trying to say? It's just goofy, right? I mean, it's, it's playing with words as opposed to playing with ideas. Well, I think it does. I don't think it does anything really that engaging with these ideas, but I, I do think it gets at something interesting at having this character who has escalating power and who has also lost sight pretty quickly of a lot of basic human ethics, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God. pretty, you know, like Lucy, immediately has no ethics, shoots yes, people. Like it is Lucy people. does things that are crazy and that really have no regard, like that are kind of disturbing for uh, the supposed heroine of your movie. And, you know, for whatever it's worth, Scarlett Johansson depicts that pretty well. She, it is, it is like a flip side of the alien she's playing in the, under the skin. Like this is a character who kind of looks at people and doesn't really see them as people. Although they do include that ADR dialogue of the cab driver. She shoots shouting my leg, which yeah. indicates he's <laughs> yes. not dead. So there's always this like weird hollow excuse for why she has murdered various people. But I do think that lack of ethics is like, I mean, it's something that Hollywood blockbusters do all the time where you're killing people at random. You know, the Transformers movies have an unbelievably high body count, but there is that interesting little level underneath it that like she is fascinating. She is seen beyond things. She can scroll through time, like an iPhone, like trackpad. And it all makes sense in the service of her becoming this greater being, which she then kind of, realizes that she's going to die in 24 hours, which I don't know how she knows that. There's a lot of things about what happens to her body. Well, she starts dissolving. She starts dissolving, point. and yes. then it cuts to Morgan Freeman talking about like cells want, not wanting to reproduce in a hostile environment. It doesn't make any sense at all, but it looks cool. Yeah, can we also talk about the drug briefly? Yeah. It is like this blue, these blue CPH4. crystals. It is supposedly something that pregnant, pregnant women manufacture for a second to help their fetuses grow. And they've apparently managed to manufacture it. Why are they selling this as a recreational drug? It's apparently an incredibly <laughs> powerful, amazing invention that can make you defy gravity and do all of these crazy things. And they're like, you know what this is good for? People Parties. get high off of it. Yeah. Well, they, they give it to a guy in the beginning as like a test. And he goes so crazy that they just shoot him in the head. I mean, all he really Who's doing this drug? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the plan for it, but but it obviously looks like it's ripped directly off of Breaking Bad, which is either a yeah, fun in joke or just proves that all drugs are going to be blue from now on. <laughs> uh, I, I want to circle back to the ethics here because this is one of the problems I had with getting into Lucy as as entertainment, as as what stupid, silly, turn off your brain to ten percent entertainment. Right? <laughs> turn um, off your brain to one percent. We're at ten percent. Right yeah, now. that's true. Yeah. We go even, go even lower. We're not we're not even at dolphin level. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was all promotion for Dolphin Tale 2, by the way. Morgan Freeman is also in. <laughs> I, I don't... So this is a problem I've had with a lot of Luc Besson's films, that maybe it's like a French thing that I don't understand, or something's lost in translation with him trying so desperately to break into Hollywood and dominate Hollywood and lost in translation when he's converting his crazy jokes or his silly set pieces into English. But I've always thought his morals were like off not even they're not even on the compass they're somewhere off just off map in a way that like when you have lucy being self-involved to the point like she's killing recklessly to save her own life you never really you never really see a hero do that right like if you're if you're senselessly gunning people down you're doing it to save the day or you're saving your own life so that you can save other people you don't see a lot of people so self-centered that they just want to stay alive beyond the 24-hour death you know, the death clock and, and transcend 
all human thought and hit singularity and become like the greatest entity known to man. There's nothing really noble about what Lucy does in this movie. And I found it very difficult to get on board with like her pursuit. There is really no plot in this movie. It's pretty much a series of like, what can the powers do next? What can the powers do next? Well, and but- it's it's flashy, but I really did not get into it. In a, like, what's keeping you going in this movie? What keeps it from being boring for you guys? Because I, I really... The spectacle is not enough because the spectacle just feels like anime combined with Taken for me. I think she's getting well-deserved revenge against the guys who put these drugs in her, including a Ch- Choi Min-sik. Am I saying his name right? The star of Old Boy? Yeah. Who is, a, who is playing kind of the lead gangster and the most heartless one and kind of a fantastic... I mean, people in the audience laughed when he showed up on screen because I was like, oh my god, it's that guy from that movie about well, someone else being taken against their will. Covered in blood. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's so many because funny things Because they're just done slaughtering people in their hotel room, apparently. Yeah, the, there's so up. many funny little bits like that that keep him from feeling too self-serious before it goes really crazy. So I like the revenge element and I liked just waiting to see what was going to happen next. Like, it, you know, it intercuts with 20%, 30%. You kind of follow her journey and you're basically sitting there anticipating what happens at 100%. I mean, they ask in this like lecture that Morgan Freeman's in, like, what happens at 100%, he says, I have no idea. And then you're waiting to see what's going to happen. There's, and there's like a built-in kind of leveling up in that that's not complicated or not, you know, that revolutionary, but it did work to kind of keep the, everything moving along for me. Yeah, and I think that it also, I mean, beyond the fact that the movie doesn't even bother to give much background to these characters, <laughs> you know, that phone call that you're talking about is really the only major character development we got. We're the first movie. scene, because uh, Scarlett Johansson's, or Lucy, is studying in Taipei, right? Right, studying um, something. She's why? 25. <laughs> we don't really She's got know. that dummy yeah. roommate. And you, right. Yeah, you thought she was supposed to be dumb. That's what you told me or yeah, off podcast. Yeah, I assumed podcast. that the, the implication was that Lucy was not especially smart. She was studying abroad. Oh, yeah, She's yeah. the person who would like, just... hook up with a sleaze bag like that guy in the cowboy hat. Yeah. Oh, come I on. Mean, you would have done actually... that when you were studying abroad, too. Let's be... No, actually... that guy looks like a problem and a half. <laughs> um, I've actually, I worked for a summer in Taipei, uh, oh. so it's actually a pretty good place <laughs> to just be a, yes, it's, it was a, it was a really exciting summer <laughs> and I, I reached, you know, an epiphany of human development, yeah. but it went away and now, <laughs> now here you are. Yeah. And never, nothing lasts, but, um, so, so is Taipei it's actually a very, it's a very convenient place to, uh, be, you know, an expat doing nothing in particular or, like teaching English mm. it's it's a place that people there's there's a community that hangs around doing that so it's it's certainly plausible I think that she would just be a party girl who <laughs> is living with someone who's you know trying to be an actress in Asia yeah uh, and make <laughs> make use of her whiteness basically I mean that's definitely something that people do yeah. so it was not impossible but so, I, see, you know it's to, totally realistic okay gotcha. <laughs> on to the uh just the the ethics of it I think that's something that's kind of one of the points of the film is like how do you deal with someone who suddenly t- suddenly like their sense of a human life becomes so much more minor right at a certain point Lucy says we don't really die, whatever the hell that means to her, to the cop that she's basically forced to be her, her sidekick for a second. And uh, I, I think the idea that someone's becoming almost godlike over the course of this movie and how that might not be that fun for you as just a tiny mortal, you know, in her path when her priorities are completely different is a kind of interesting thing. Mm-hmm. You know, she's but you, not. But you wish that she had someone to bounce off of, right? Like Morgan Freeman is awful in this movie. He does <laughs> absolutely nothing. Total payday. Maybe what was the, the last thing Morgan Freeman was good in? Um, 
Well, I was just I mean, talking to someone about Invictus, but that's horrible. Yeah, and I don't even know that he's especially like. Uh, no one. I don't know what he's been good in. Uh, I'm looking at Dark Knight. Right Dark Knight. He's fine art. Go but on. he really is. This is a total painted. This is just him standing, reading exposition about like the human consciousness, which mm-hmm. again is total like pseudoscience. I get so tired of it. You wish Lucy could be founded in some reality in order to extrapolate from but it really starts from nothing uh, and he just stands on the sidelines with his mouth agape the entire movie and he does he's not asking questions about lucy's heightened experience or or her blowing past what we know of as as a mental reality he's just in awe of what's happening there's no one to complicate her situation or ask those ethical questions Sure, but I think that in a lot of similar storylines, and this is certainly not the first time that, you know, we've seen this, like someone, es- it's like a Star Trek storyline. It's a storyline that's showed up in a lot of things, right? Where someone suddenly ascending to a higher plane of intelligence mm-hmm. and awareness and whatever. I feel like most of the time that's portrayed as threatening, right? Like what, who, th- who knows what this person or this, like who becomes this thing is going to do. Like, they're no longer human. They're, they perceive things on this different level. They might be, like, power mad. And that's never really a question for Lucy. Like, Lucy tries to hold on to this goal. That Even she's though given. Morgan Freeman's like, this could be a problem. Maybe, right, maybe but, you know, he kind of he gives yet. her this goal to be like, here's the thing you should do. If you've got 24 hours, and I don't know that that's particularly deep, <laughs> but it is interesting that the movie does, like skirts that a lot to I, not go to a place that I think a lot of sci-fi tends to with that storyline. Yeah, and we are rooting for her in that whole time. We want to see. We want to see for just for the spectacle of it what's going to happen. And there is kind of this exciting prospect of being like, what will happen if there is someone who can you know tr- like translate time? And there's basically a bunch of nonsense where she's you know saying like we never die and time is. Oh, I don't even, like I, I want to say time is a flat circle, but it's not true, detective. It's uh, something similar though. It is. Is the action really, I mean, say you're on board with the, the, the thinking in this movie in some way, or the silliness of, of its digressions. I'm curious if you're on board. I guess you guys are in on the action. I just thought nothing really happened in this movie. I'm trying to think of, like, the great action set pieces in a movie that's supposed to be all about the action. I don't, I don't think Scarlett Johansson beats down goons in, in a fun kind of Liam Neeson in Taken kind of no, way. No, but there's movie. that scene where all the goons are lined up in the hallway to beat her up and she levitates all of them and they kind of struggle from the ceiling and try to punch out her. It's funny. It's, it's entertaining. I've never seen anyone do that before. <laughs> what about in the Matrix? Yeah. <laughs> they didn't do it in that like, silly way though. Yeah, I, I certainly, I wish that there had been a little more action. I felt like ScarJo kind of ascended too quickly mm-hmm. in some ways, you know, right. and it was she does too so much powerful. more in the Marvel movies in terms yeah. of Yeah, I did kind of wish the there face. was more action. And I do feel like that's the thing that if people come to this, that's the thing that's going to be maybe the, the biggest potential disappointment is just that it's a movie that spends a lot more time on the metaphysics of yeah. its kind of scenario. I'm pretty sure there's a sequence where like, she witnesses the Big Bang and then um, like pieces of rock flying through space become jellyfish become sperm yeah that's true i'm like what the hell this is just not smart enough to make this all work i'd rather watch neil degrasse tyson take this drug and sure it's no cosmos (laughs) but it's definitely like dorm room conversations turned into something with scarlett johansson center of it and like I don't know if you go in like, and I feel like I knew that was what the movie was going to be. Actually, that the dorm room conversation this of it was a surprise, which is kind of why I felt like it was it's being undersold maybe wisely. It's gonna do well. People love their ScarJo. <laughs> 
So, Patches, you would not tell anyone to go see Lucy? I can't recommend... I mean, I thought during the movie that this was like a Netflix streaming movie. It was born to be I mean, it'll be, be on Netflix streaming in like a year or less. <laughs> I mean, it's better than The Family. That was the nicest thing I could really say. <laughs> you saw say. The Family? I did see The Family. I survived The Family. I did not see The Family. Um, um, Allison, do you, like, do you recommend Lucy to certain people? Like, is this something that you have to kind of know what you're getting into before you go see it? I mean... I think it's fun. It's, you know, it's a blockbuster. It feels like it does what I need to, like, be a, an entertaining hour and a half. Yeah. Which is nice. It minutes, is, yeah, in fact. It's, it's pretty short. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. I, I, after, you know, you get into the summer and you kind of brace yourself for everything to be three hours, like even Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, which I liked a lot. is a very long movie and kind of has a lot going on in it. And this is just kind of like you're in, you're out. It's kind of got that kind of like crank pleasure to it where you're just like, what is happening? Before you can think about it two inches over. So, I, I was you. surprised to see it steal from Nymphomaniac. That was probably my... What did it show from Nymphomaniac? Well, like all it, it oh, does this like visual sex. metaphor <laughs> stuff where it's so on the nose. He's just cutting away to nature footage all the time. I, and I, I forgot that Luc Besson directed a nature documentary. Uh, early in his career, he did this film, Atlantis, which was basically just like underwater creature porn. That's awesome. James Cameron uh, would be so jealous. I know. Jealous. James Cameron is jealous. Uh, but this is very... That's, that's probably the closest <laughs> film to Lucy, surprisingly enough. Well, go see Atlantis and then go see Lucy <laughs> and report back on the comparison between the two. Oh, Ricky, what's a girl like me supposed to do? You really drive so both of you saw Hercules. Yeah. Which I'm yes. glad that I missed because I'm I'm a big Greco-Roman mythology nerd, or at least that was my like nerd topic of choice in uh, elementary school. And I don't know, I, I, I don't have a point of reference for this, but I wonder if kids are still into mythology. I'm sure they still learn about it in sixth grade. Because why isn't Hercules going to be a huge hit? I think it's going to be kind of a bomb. Because well, well, everyone we'll thinks out. it looks stupid and everyone saw <laughs> Wrath and Clash of the Titans. What's astonishing about Hercules and Allison, I don't know if this is your main takeaway, but it, it's almost entirely devoid of the traditional mythology. Yes. It starts it's a with, gritty take on That's what we need. Gritty, but not um, not grim and not too serious, which is what I was really afraid of. I was worried it was just going to be the rock kind of glowering, which is not what he's really good at. But it was very realistic and kind of saying Hercules might be the son of Zeus and he might not be. Who's to say? And kind of gets rid of all these magical creatures and then just makes it like these people fighting with swords and bows and arrows. There was something really like fun and scrappy about it almost, even though it looks extremely expensive. Yeah, it's a really expensive looking B-movie. Yeah. And it, it's... and, and the rock is really great at that. Like he is capable. He is such a good B movie actor, mm-hmm. you know, like he can deliver any kind of ridiculous line with absolute seriousness and never a wink of like, ha ha, this is a terrible line or I'm too good for this material. Yeah. And he, but he also, he, he's got like that awareness, you know, he has all these different various lines of, you know, he's undercutting his big important lines. Like in the beginning where he's like, you know, I'm the son of Zeus, or at least that's what they say. And it's like, that's super modern. It's not something anyone would say in Greek mythology, but <laughs> he is selling it. And he's kind of got this, like, you know, he's got this imposing physicality that gives him this authority in all these action scenes, but he's also got this warmth to him, which I think is so crucial. Like I was comparing this to Pompeii, which I, you know, I went and saw and enjoyed and forgot I ever saw it until seeing this movie. And it's got wet mop Kit Harrington in the center of it. <laughs> and when you put, when you put the rock in the middle of something like this, I feel like he really elevates it. 
Yeah, I think that he is uh, a really under, like, still an underappreciated leading man. And I kind of, I, I don't feel like this is going to make another, like, you know, make much of a case for him because I think it's going to be a giant flop. But I, I, I enjoy The Rock in these roles. I enjoy The Rock in all movies. What basically. is this movie about? Hercules. I mean, I, I, yeah. well, do you really why want, is this different really than a uh, like a Hercules TV episode? I, yeah, I don't know that it is really. Yeah. It's very basic. Like he's brought in to fight. He's a mercenary and he's brought in to like fight for this city state that's being attacked by savages and he helps fight with them. And then there's a twist and then he has to fight again. And uh, that's about it. It's just a series of like battles. Right? Basically. And then, like, he has this, like, gang of people who goes around with... Yeah, Ian McShane already... is the second build in this movie, which I find hilarious. Um, and he's got, like, all these yes. lines. Yeah, he's, like, the seer, and Rufus Sewell is one of the people. And there's, you know, it's like the little... It's like a... Like his little mini Avengers, or his, or really, it's like a Fast and Furious movie. I mean, at one point, one of the characters says that they're a family, and I was like, ah, I see what they're doing here. They're a family. Yeah. It's family. It has Joseph Fiennes in a, a small role with hilariously awful hair. Oh my god! It's amazing. That it's hair, so great. I really admire. It's like the a, Fiennes it's like family. a mullet, but it's also it's like braided it has ringlets. Yeah, it's really bad, and he looks it's so like curls. Like, it's got like sausage curls. Yeah, it's yeah. it's remarkably <laughs> bad. I didn't recognize him until the end credits, and I'm I'm really impressed by the Fiennes family for really cornering the market on um, cheesy modern <laughs> sword and sandals epics. Yes. Joseph's really got a long way to go to catch up to Rafe, but this is a, this is a good start. I, I'm curious because the movie is so void of magic. Like I feel like part of the appeal of Hercules is that he's doing these Herculean tasks, right? Larger than life stuff. But what what what's larger than life if there's no magic? It's well, not like fighting a I god think... or fighting a hydra or something like that. Well, he you know he he fights giant armies and things, and he also does impossible feats of strength. Like there's a certain point like midway through the movie where he beats someone by throwing their horse. <laughs> like, Wait, like, what do you mean? Like, like, like there's like, there's someone riding towards him on a horse and he like reaches down and like picks up the horse and throws him. <laughs> he, flips, he flips the horse and you're like, well, I, how is that even possible? Yeah. Even for someone who's supposed to be, you know, super strong, that seems implausible. That's an amazing scene. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot of things like I mean like everybody you know the the woman in the group she can shoot two bows two arrows from her bow simultaneously and they go to different targets like that's not possible like everyone's got their like thing there's like hints of magic but I don't know there's something and what I was really expecting in treading was there's gonna be a lot of him being like am I the son of Zeus am I a god am I just a man and there's really none of that it doesn't have time for it, it just kind of like lets him be really strong it doesn't have the Jesus Christ superstar <laughs> moment no there's no guard of Gethsemane guard. thank God. <laughs> That's right, Garden of Gethsemane. I, I, you pulled that out. No one expected that as a name drop in Hercules. Um, yeah, I'll be really sad when this movie doesn't do that well. I did not expect to be, but I kind of—I mean, I'm rooting for The Rock under all circumstances, and I also like feel like this movie deserts. I mean, well, they just people are out people, for people are out for Brett Ratner a yeah. little bit. I mean, I don't know if he's bringing anything to the table in this movie, but people certainly have nothing nice to say about the guy, even though his movies are not that bad. They're like well executed. I don't know if Brett Ratner is a problem in his movies. Well, Allison, you're more familiar with Brett Ratner's filmography Tower than me. Is there anything good. he does in this, do you think, that it makes it better or worse? I, I mean, I don't know that... No. I mean, like, I think he just basically does a very... Uh, he doesn't get in the way of The Rock. Mm -hmm. And that feels like his, his best, hmm. uh, you know, greatest achievement. And, I, you know, I would say that people do definitely resent him for X-Men The Last Stand and I feel like that's the thing it's that people are never, never yeah. going to get over. Yeah. 
but like I feel like not having an identity is kind of part of the peplum history, right? All the all these old sword and sandal movies are just like get a hunky guy up there, do mm-hmm. some hunky stuff. Yeah. And it's kind of like a long history of these types of movies. Yeah, the so. moment when The Rock is finally revealed with his shirt off is hilarious. Yeah. He's like a 42-year-old man, but he's like... He's more ripped than he's ever been. I know. Yeah. And he looks amazing. I just kind of wasn't expecting it. And he's just like also so massive. Like he's like just got like the gigantic shoulders. I know. He's a huge, huge human being. And like, thank God. I was like waiting for him to like have some love scene with one of the various women in the movie. And like, no, no time for that either. Also, he would look terrifying. Well, there's no, there's no time for, there's no like a Carl Drogo giant man. No. Screwing (laughs) tiny women scene. Thank God. Yeah, no. Too many horses to throw. Yes. Um, this week, we tried to pay a little respect to Brett Ratner, who has at least had a long enough career that, I mean, he's made movies, so he must be doing something doing right. better than me. Uh, so in honor of Hercules, what movie, scene, moment, anything, what nice thing can you say about Brett Ratner? What can you give him a little credit for? Uh, Allison, we'll probably turn it to you if you have something that comes to mind there. All right. I will say he managed to get uh roman polanski to act in rush hour three <laughs> and that is kind of amazing and also they're good friends for whatever reason yeah i feel like Brett that's, that's the secret them. to brett ratner's success is that he just is fun enough to be around that he's friends with all these people in the industry yeah he's kind of a party guy yeah people like brett ratner except for apparently the public and maybe some, <laughs> maybe some studios well i sure other that he's maybe. like mr warner brothers now too brett ratner now that legendary has left Warner Brothers and gone to Universal. This is a little business talk. Oh, but, yeah, uh, it's in the industry. Brett Ratner, Brett Ratner is the new legendary. So wow. the people who brought us Pacific Rim and Man of Steel are gone, and we have Brett Ratner and Hercules. What happens if Hercules does badly, to. though? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe he'll just produce. Brett Ratner seems like the perfect producer. Yeah. He'll schmooze. He's producing yeah, he'll, get, he'll get famous French directors to be in the action <laughs> movies and... Roman Polanski is Polish, but sure. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. Um, well, sorry, spe- he makes French movies occasionally. Speaking of him as a producer, uh, Christopher Campbell, he said he enjoyed Family Man and Parts of Red Dragon, neither of which I've ever seen, but he also said he pro- ex- executive produced Catfish. And say what you will about what Catfish has done to society, but I did like that movie when it, you know, I saw it at Sundance. I had no idea what I was expecting. So uh, we, can give, we can give Brett Ratner credit for that. Yeah, he kind of like discovered it. Right? How did, how did that work? I don't remember. He bought it. He bought it. He, bought it, he just bought it. Yeah. <laughs> he just bought but it. Then and then he put made it. Some... I feel like he was part of the reason it became an empire. Yeah, you know? probably. It probably would not be an MTV show if it weren't for him. Um, what was I going to do? I totally lost my answer here. Brief moment where I find the answer that I was going to say. <laughs> um, what happened? How did I lose this? Wow, I don't even. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to go with at uh, Wolf as Ghost, who said X3, the movie everyone hates, mm-hmm. uh, Juggernaut's quote, it's so terrible, it's awesome. Do you remember the quote? I haven't seen X3, so no. What? I told you. Allison, do you remember the quote, Juggernaut's big quote? 
No, I totally don't. Oh, it's it might be one of the first instances where a like a Hollywood blockbuster rips from a meme, an internet meme, because these kids over they dubbed over old X Men cartoons and made Juggernaut say, "I'm the Juggernaut, bitch." <laughs> so they got Juggernaut to say it in the movie. Wow, pretty funny. It seems so worth it. Pretty funny. Yeah, always forward. a good choice. I know. I look forward to the YOLO Transformers. I guess that would have happened this summer if it was going to happen. So maybe yeah. it'd be something. We else. need to quote more memes. Yep, and movies that will be around for the rest of time. It will um, be timeless, always. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that does it for this week's podcast. Allison, um, thank you for joining us. Can you tell the people where they can find you on the internet? Sure, you can find me at Twitter. Uh, it's Allison Wilmore. One L and Allison, two L's and Wilmore. And you can find my writing at buzzfeed.com slash Allison Wilmore. And I also do a podcast with the excellent Matt Singer. It is uh, Film Spotting SVU, and you can find it at filmspottingsvu.com. It is indeed an excellent podcast, and we recommend it highly. And uh, I am Matt Patches. I write all over the place on the internet, and I try and put everything on mattpatches.com. And I'm on Twitter at Mr. Patches. And I do another podcast with uh, our friend Dave called Republic City Dispatch and you should check that out I won't give the whole spiel and yeah that's it and I'm Katie Rich you can find me at Vanity Fairs Hollywood or on Twitter at Katie Rich K-A-T-E-Y-R-I-T-H I don't have any other podcast to promote so that's all I got um, but we'll be back with this one next week Little man.